You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, we are back live on the Thunderquack Podcast Network for the Thunderquack Podcast Quarantine Zone. Uh, I am, of course, your host uh, this evening, Michael Cohen, and with me I've got special guest Tim Jirasi, uh, Jirasi Park himself. Hey, Tim. Hey, what's up, Mike? Sorry, <laughs> you're cutting out a little bit there. So <laughs> there was a delay in me responding, <laughs> that was why, but happy to be here. It should be a fun one. Uh, yeah, I, so let's get right into it because we started a little bit late. So... Um, Let's jump. Let's jump right in. I uh, the other day was the thirtieth anniversary of uh, a, a pretty special movie. I think uh, the the yes. first live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, I Tim, you're a, you're a little bit older than me, right? Just just by I think a couple years. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you you probably would have remembered it a little bit better because I I was five. <laughs> um, I definitely remember it. I remember <laughs> seeing it in the theater. But uh, but you've probably got a, a, a clearer memory of that moment uh, than I do. Uh, do you, can you kind of recount that for us? What was it like seeing that movie in the theater for the very first time? Yeah, I remember that day pretty well actually. And. Even before the movie came out, I just remember being super excited. I remember just one day, like it was like a Saturday afternoon or something. My dad was reading the paper and he goes, "Hey, Tim, they're making a live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie." And just right when I heard, like, "Oh, like that," just sounded so strange to me because this all I was used to was the cartoon series. But I um, was excited about it, and I remember not seeing it right when it first opened. So, because I remember I had some friends telling me about, it. oh, it was so good, it's so cool, and this made me more excited to see it. So I don't remember how long I actually waited till I saw it from when it came out, but it's something like forever. I remember after hearing how so many of my yeah. friends were saying how great it was. Yeah. But I saw it on a Saturday afternoon. I remember we had a garage sale that day, and we were planning to go to the movies afterwards, <laughs> and I just couldn't wait for that garage sale to be over <laughs> to go see the movie. So when it was over. My dad took me, my brother, and a neighbor of ours who was a friend of ours growing up who lived on our street. And mm-hmm. we just went to the theater, and I re- even remember where I sat. <laughs> it was probably like the fifth row down, corner seat of the theater, and I just fell in love with it right when it started. And part of it was because it was so different than anything I've seen before with the Ninja Turtles, obviously from the 1987 cartoon series. But... Even though it was so different, I was loving it. Just seeing them in live action for the first time yeah. was just so cool. And I just always remember that excited feeling I have watching it for the first time of seeing the turtles brought to life like never before. So I loved it when I first saw it. I just had a buzz about me <laughs> the whole day after um, coming out of the theater that Saturday afternoon. And then just me and my brothers and my the friend who came with us going back home playing Ninja Turtles <laughs> right after. So it was just a great time, and I'll always remember that day fondly. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I. you know what's so funny is that um, the, the thing that I probably remember the most about the live-action Ninja Turtles movie is not the movie itself, 
but the um you remember you remember many many years ago obviously this is we're talking about 30 years ago i sticker books do you remember like the yes what were they called uh fleer was it fleer that was the the brand it was something like that that um it had i can see the little logos like a little yellow logo with like a guy on a horse with like a he's like a knight or something with the the uh banner he's got like a flag banner thing that he's got, okay like joust and you're bringing all the stuff back to me <laughs> yeah and um i the, it was it was super simple you would get you would get the book and you'd always see them at the grocery store in the checkout mm-hmm. right they'd be right there in the checkout and there'd be the book which you had to get pretty early on because because at a certain point they'd be harder to find um and then you get little packets of yes they're playing cards are like like uh trading card size like like same as like a baseball card um and in the package is you know five or six i can't remember how many uh stickers which are screenshots basically from the movie uh and uh and and a piece of gum that is just gonna cut the insides of your mouth up Um, (laughs) break your teeth yeah break (laughs) crack into that thing and it's going to take a while before that's chewable chewing gum and and by the time it is the flavor is totally gone um but who cares about the gum toss the gum throw it on the ground watch it shatter into a thousand pieces uh it doesn't matter (laughs) that's not what you're after what you're after are the stickers and you get the stickers and inside the book would be uh, uh sometimes there'd be like a black and white version of the image or or sometimes it would just be numbered. Like I remember with the Ghostbusters one that I had, it was I think that they were just numbered. Um, but with the with the Ninja Turtles one, I think it was like black and white. And then maybe I'm thinking I might be thinking about the actual trading cards that are like black and white on the back and then color on the front. But the, you, you there's a place for every one of the stickers, but you don't know what stickers you're gonna get in these packs, right? So you mm-hmm. open it up and you're like, okay, got that one, got that one, got that one, need it, need it, need it sort of thing. And then you could theoretically trade with your friends, but I don't really know anybody who did that. Um, we would just put the stickers in the sticker book and then whatever doubles we had, we'd just go on other stuff, <laughs> go on a binder, yeah, go on, exactly. a, on a lunch kit or the side of the dresser. And then my mom would yell at me for sticking stickers on the dresser. And it's like, well, you're the one who left me unattended with stickers. Um, so it's kind of on you. But, uh, yeah, I, I can, I can like, see them with, like, the, the green border and just, like, the horrible resolution uh, <laughs> uh, screen caps from the movie. Um, and, like, like the, like, Raph in the bathtub is, is one that just jumps to mind immediately. Um, but, man, I... Like I said, I was five. Um, how old were you at the time? I was seven. You were seven, yeah. So I, th- th- what a difference between five and seven, by the way. <laughs> um, like it's 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 it. You may as well. It's the difference between seven and thirty. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, like, I just I don't remember a time without Ninja Turtles. Right? That's just always been. Ninja Trolls have just always existed as far as I'm concerned. Um, and obviously being born in 1985, uh, the, and the cartoons starting, um, around then it, it, like that's, that's, um, I, I, 
oh amanda's texting me about something uh i'll, I'll get back to her i uh, this is what happens when you're doing a live show um yeah. <laughs> yeah like i there's just there's just no world for me that doesn't have the ninja turtles and the ghostbusters in it the, those are two things that that just are kind of indelibly uh written into my into my memory and be um i can't say that i was excited for it when it came out because to me it was just like yeah it's a ninja turtles movie like they made the ninja turtles movie i can remember the second one coming out and then especially the third one and being really excited for the third one Mm. um and um, you know what Uh, i'm gonna go ahead and say it right now the third ninja turtles movie good movie nothing wrong with that movie it's a little it's bit. It's been cheesy. a while since I've seen that one. I should probably revisit it. It's certainly <laughs> not historically accurate. Like, let's be yeah. let's be super clear. Um, don't don't use it as a as a as a teaching tool. But um, <laughs> I yeah, it's uh, but I still love it. I still love traveling back in time to ancient Japan, and I, feudal Japan, I should say. But yeah, go ahead. I think my biggest gripes about the third movie that i remember just the downgrade of the costumes from the first one is this helped because they didn't use jim henson anymore and you could just tell that they just weren't up to par from what we got in the first two movies they just stand out so much to me as far as looking so much cheaper but i should revisit it revisit that one at some point i know it has a bad reputation but as a diehard ninja turtles fans i think there's some easily can find some stuff to love in that third movie yeah for sure um yeah, I mean, like the 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 turtles in the samurai outfits alone, like that's like the, when they're in like the 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 the, the guard mm-hmm. the guard outfits. It's like that's that's worth it all on its own. But I can understand now as an adult why some people look at that movie and 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 think of it uh, in in a weird way because. The, and, and the second movie because the first movie is so perfect um it is it is really like a a near perfect comic book adaptation of the first mm-hmm. issue really of of teenage mutant ninja turtles in fact i have it right here next to me uh, i'm just gonna grab it i'm just gonna pull it up um and that's this is one of the funny things is that, that a lot of people don't realize um the 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 shredder uh fights the turtles in the first issue and uh and and they defeat him uh in in the first issue uh he gets knocked off the top of the building into the dumpster um and but, uh, he gets impaled a lot before he gets up gets knocked off that roof of the building does. too so he, they, they made gets, it pretty clear he was dead yeah he he gets defeated uh, uh yeah there's a lot of blood but it's it's black and white so they could kind of get away with it and also originally ninja turtles wasn't meant for kids um when eastman and laird created nope. the series yeah. it was actually um it wasn't they weren't serious it was a satire uh it was it was actually uh lampooning frank miller's uh, uh famous run on daredevil um, and that's why the foot ninja are called the foot ninja. It, that's a direct reference to mm-hmm. the hand who are the, the ninja that daredevil fights in the comics. Um, so like it's a, it's, it's supposed to be a joke, right? 
uh, it's supposed to take uh-huh. uh, Frank Miller's very serious, gritty, noir style and make it completely absurd by having your main characters be turtles, <laughs> giant anthropomorphic turtles. Um, and then what's what's more ridiculous than that is fighting a ninja who's covered in blades and calling him the shredder. <laughs> right <laughs> uh, and and so and yet like, it all works so <laughs> yeah it's it's so funny because because when you read that that first issue it's like it is very like sort of self-serious but it's but it's self-serious in a tongue-in-cheek way um and and yet by the time they get to to making the movie in the 90s um the turtles are now a phenomenon right from the animated yeah. stuff and the toys so uh, they they take the source material very seriously, and the source material does get more as it goes. Um, I, we we get into, um, it, and then it gets more ridiculous after that. But we get into um, to the the uh, Farhampton uh, uh, storyline. Um, is it Farhampton? Uh, Northampton, I believe. Northampton it's Northampton yeah yeah um I in the comic books and then they they bring that into the movie even though it's very disconnected from that in the comics it's not part of the same story um but they kind of bring it in and work it into the middle because that was kind of the moment in the comics where it was like oh actually like they are going to tell some serious stories with these characters um but uh but I mean, then the turtles get completely ridiculous. But you know, when the Triceratons show up and they got to fight, uh, yeah, <laughs> that would drums and all that. Yeah, yeah, it it it, it gets kind of crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like like it's it's always so funny to me when uh you know uh adult nerds get mad about the latest incarnation of the Ninja Turtles not being what they wanted it to be um rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles is a really good example of that because it's very different from previous series um but they forget that like this was never supposed to be serious right it was never supposed to be taken seriously it's always supposed to be a little bit tongue-in-cheek a little bit ridiculous um and there's there's nothing wrong with uh sort of twisting the knobs on the turtles uh a little bit um mm-hmm. i sound quiet hey uh let me let me try turning up my volume then um uh, does that sound better let me know if that sounds better def- jason um, sound louder <laughs> do i okay okay um yeah i but but like the 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 turtles are are like inherently ridiculous uh but but you know, like there are there are some stories that take them a little bit more seriously, and others that don't. But even the IDW stuff, which I think people consider to be one of the best takes, I know that you and I certainly feel that way. Yeah, um, definitely. Even even with that, it it doesn't shy away from its roots, and uh, and in fact, it introduces a whole other element to it that none of the other incarnations. Uh, I guess that's a bit of a pun. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> none of the other incarnations uh, ever involve, which is uh, that the 
uh, Hamato Yoshi and and his sons, his actual sons, are reincarnated spirits from feudal Japan. Um, and which on paper, if you just read that as like a description or a yeah. synopsis for a story or like an upcoming Turtles movie. The reaction would be furious from diehard yeah. fans about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yet, no different than saying that they're alien turtles, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's such a, it's such a fresh take on it. And yet, uh, and it, but it, it is kind of ridiculous. Like you said on paper, you'd be like, "I'm sorry, what? They're reincarnated spirits." But then within the comic, it works so well yeah. because it adds this whole other depth and this this extra exactly. texture yeah to the storytelling that um that not only does that mean that they are actual brothers um not just four turtles from a from a pet store but like they're actual actual brothers um it explains why they know ninjutsu why they're able to do that where that comes from in a satisfactory way and it also allows it to be a contemporary story while maintaining this very uh, 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 anachronistic element, which is ninja, right? Um, which which is always a challenge. That's always going to be a challenge. In the 80s, I think it was a little bit easier to pull off because um, you had like the Karate Kid <laughs> next to what you were doing. And it was like, okay, so there's still kind of this feeling around – um, around martial arts and that sort of thing. But nowadays in, in the, in the two thousands, it's, it's like, okay, well, we know there's no ninja running around on rooftops. Like, like why would Hamato Yoshi know ninjutsu? That doesn't make any sense. Like, how are you going to explain that to me? Um, but they, but they do it this way and, and it, and it works really, really well, but, but it is inherently, a very sci-fi fantasy way of doing that. So when you get rise of the TMNT um, and it goes full comedy with it, and it's much less about the, the action or the, the certainly the drama, there's not really any drama in, in rise. Um, it, there was actually a little more than I expected. I, Near the end of season one, was dealt with Splinter and it revealed more about his past. That's I was actually true. Surprised at some of the stuff it did with that. That's true. It definitely does. It it gets into it. and but again, there's another reinterpretation of the character. Why is he a master martial artist? And then they explain it later mm-hmm. on in in the season, in the first season, and it's actually a mystery to the turtles until they discover it, which I thought was a really cool way to do that. I. Yeah. Kara and I watched Rise when it went on Netflix, and uh, I, I actually love it. I think it's great. I think it's a great interpretation of the turtles. If you don't like it, I totally understand because it's a very specific taste. Um, it's kind of Ninja Turtles crossed with Adventure Time <laughs> to a certain degree. Um, uh, it's kind of got that like absurd Nickelodeon uh, uh, Cartoon Network sort of vibe to it, but uh, yeah. I, but yeah, you're right. It does go to some cool places. It does have some, some, uh, uh, actual stakes at, at a certain point. But, uh, yeah, I, mean, I remember like, John Cena is uh, the bad guy in that. So, <laughs> yeah. How can you not? I remember that? they had those, they released like four episodes during the Comic Con in 2018. That was like a preview. Yeah. And I wasn't a huge fan of it. It was like, I gotta go, it's only a few episodes and they're short too. Each episode is like 10 minutes. And, 
I, I'm still going to check it out when it comes on. And when they actually started airing episodes consistently, I just it started clicking for me where I'm knowing what the show is going to, what it's about. And it's legitimately funny. They have some great gags in there too. Yeah. And the action's really cool. And I, I think the best part about the show is they created some really cool new villains in their designs for the turtles to go up against and the different mutations that of uh, these new characters that they created for it. So, um, yeah, I ended up really enjoying it over the course of the first season. I haven't seen the second season at all because they DirecTV screwed up something with their Nickelodeon channels where it's not airing on. I'm not getting one of the channels where it's airing. It used to be on regular Nickelodeon, but then I think mm. it switched. So I have to try to track it down. But you're saying it's on Netflix for where you're at? Uh, yeah, so, we've got it on Netflix up here. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have it on Netflix. Yeah, I have to check down to there. See if it's on there. Um, yeah, the first season is is on Netflix. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So I I we got into a whole thing about the Ninja Turtles on Twitter the other day, uh, <laughs> talking about our favorite turtles. Um, I I what? So yours is Leonardo. Yes. And I'd like you to explain yourself. <laughs> I know. I- I always hear that. How can Leonardo be everyone's favorite turtle? He's the boring one, but I don't know. I just find myself relating to him more because he doesn't have that specific thing quality. Like Raph is, you know, the tough, grumpy one. Michelangelo is the party dude. Donatello is the smart one. And Leonardo is the leader. That is his yeah. thing. But yet, I think I like how he's kind of the balance of all that stuff. He does have moments where he shows where he has brains and he can show his angry side too and have some fun. Maybe not much as a party goer like Michelangelo, but I think he's a good balance of all those qualities. But yet, what I really like about him is that, and this goes in particular to the 2012 series, which is my favorite, and I think the characterization of Leo is just how he became the leader of the group. And the journey and the arc that he went on to how he really took on that role, where at first, in that first episode, Splinter is letting them go out on their first night on patrol, and he doesn't really pick a leader. Leonardo goes, can I be the leader? And he goes, sure. But it later gets revealed that Splinter really wanted Leonardo anyway, he just kind of wanted him to mm-hmm. take that opportunity for himself. But just the way he he shows his frustration with the turtles, other turtles not listening to him, kind of undermining his leadership. And just dealing with all that. And then also, this week, that was the course of the season, what he has to go through and becoming that leader by the time the series is over. I think it's just a great arc for the character for him to go on. And plus, he shows his nerdy side in that series, too. I just loved how he's obsessed with that sci-fi TV show that's supposed to be a ripoff on the original Star Trek series. He's yeah. just such a fanboy over it. I love that. And he, he wears my favorite color bandana and has the best weapons. So he just throw all those in aspects into it that's why he's always been my favorite turtle as will be and different incarnations obviously he varies on some of his personality traits but that consistency is always there with the character well rise definitely has the biggest change for him without a doubt first off him not being the leader but um for the most part every single incarnation has that aspect of leo that i really do like about the character so yeah first i was just drawn to him because he was the turtle who wore my favorite color mm-hmm. bandana, which was blue. Yeah. But over the course of, you know, becoming a diehard turtle fan and reading and all of, well, not all the comics, but a good portion of them at the time. And then just watching everything that came out, I just really come to appreciate him as a character in his own right, instead of just being a little kid liking the color blue. So, mm-hmm. um, that's so funny. Cause when I was a kid, Donatello was my favorite. Uh, and that combined with, 
Darkwing Duck uh, are the are the reasons mm-hmm. why purple is my favorite color. Um, I, which uh, I don't know if you guys know how much I like Darkwing Duck. It's kind of a secret. Uh, it's certainly not what what we <laughs> named the the podcast network after. Um, oh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, so as a kid, it was always Donatello for me. Um, and, and I think that that had to do with like the tech part of it, but then also the bow staff, like it was, I, I, I don't know why I just always, bow staff was a cool weapon. Um, as much as like, look, they all have cool weapons. Everybody has cool weapons in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think actually one of the reasons why Donatello became my favorite it's so hard to pinpoint because, like I said, like I just grew up with turtles. Like it was just always part of my life. And you would think that at, from a young age, Michelangelo would be my favorite because my name is Mike. But I don't know. I think that that might have also like kind of turned me off of it because people expected him to be my favorite. But um, mm, I don't know. I was gotcha. a, I was a, I was a, a very talkative, very. Um, very uh, uh, precocious kid, uh, as you can probably imagine. Um, and so uh, I think that I like there was a lot in common with Donatello, but it was really the Donatello from from the movies, um, uh, voiced by Corey Feldman, uh, that I uh, particularly in, in the first and the third one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like like that. That's a, a that characterization. Um, I I don't know why, but I think I just like kind of connected with it. Um, but uh, but honestly, it's it, it is at this point in time in my life, it is a it's a two way tie between uh, Michelangelo and Donatello. But I do tend to lean more into the Mikey stuff now um, as an adult because. Uh, a because the the 2k12 Michelangelo was perfection <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Greg Sipes just like just crushes it mm-hmm. as Michelangelo um, and the way that they write him and uh, that <laughs> that response that I made on the on the thread because it was it was uh, yes. you <laughs> you started it and then and then I came in and made a comment I think and then uh, and then, and then Marty came in and was talking and I started, uh, basically antagonizing him. And he was like, uh, I, cause he said that his favorite was Raph, which I think is a lame answer. Uh, uh, and he, uh, uh, yeah, you know, Mike Templeton just commented. I honestly prefer Adam Carl from TMNT two over Corey Feldman. I don't disagree with you. I, I, I would say that, that. Donnie in 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 uh, Secret of the Ooze is actually probably the best one, um, uh, and probably probably I think for my money the best incarnation of Donatello, um, and but that's also one of the movies or one of the stories where he really really gets to shine where that character gets a lot of the um, the the sort of I uh, 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 like the he does the lion's share of the work everybody else kind of mm-hmm. fights right. But like where like I think the first TMNT is kind of Leo and Raph's movie, and then uh, TMNT two is Donatello's, and then and then three is definitely Michelangelo's movie. Um, but uh, I man, what was I saying before? I 
uh, oh, uh, we were going back and forth, and and uh, I and Marty did the 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 here's my uh, here's my top my my ranking, and he ranked all four turtles, and so I was like, here's my turtle ranking list, and I and I listed, I. Uh, Ninja Turtles, and then I started just listing other types of turtles. Uh, I remember Fra- you had the Sonic movie. Ahead yeah, Fra- I, Franklin and Filbert were in there. Franklin, obviously the turtle from the from the children's books, um, and then Filbert is a character from Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and then, and then, yeah, I did put in like the turtle that that turtle from the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Um, uh, just so that I could, could at mention Sonic movie in the, in the thread about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then an actual turtle, uh, and then, and then I think it was, uh, uh, Raph all the way at the bottom for me. Um, but honestly, I was just, I was just trolling. Um, but the gif was perfect though. <laughs> but the gif is like, that was, and that's what, what I was talking about Michelangelo in, in the 2k 12 series, the gif like when I started searching through, cause I, 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 I put into the, the gift search Michelangelo and, uh, and was just kind of scrolling through. And, and I think the easy one to go with is that, is that one of the, like the movie mask where it's like, uh, uh, it's just kind of like vibrating almost. Yeah. Like the eyes like the are really wide. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like that's the easy answer. That's the 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 hack response for a gif. But I kept scrolling and scrolling, and then I saw that of him, of Michelangelo with like the the uh, the aviator sunglasses, like the like cop sunglasses, right? Uh, and the and the the flames just burning in them, and he's just like totally <laughs> stoic looking. And I was like, this is the perfect punctuation to this tweet. Um, as I, as I just, just give Marty a hard time, uh, I, and, uh, and I tweeted it and then, and then the responses were like, were like, that's pretty good. And I was like, I am super proud of this tweet. Like it's, it, it's a, it's a pretty perfect tweet, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think and yet th- after all that though, yeah. Um, Raph ended up winning the Twitter poll. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> that I put out. Yeah. I, but here's my thing with that. And this is, this is the reason why I, why I have the response to, to Raphael that I do. Um, it's, I think it's easy. I think it's easy to like Raph the most. I, I honestly, I think like you, you've picked the hardest path for sure. Um, and then I think Donnie and, and Mike are, are in the middle there um, and kind of interchangeable. A lot of nerdy kids end up liking Donatello for obvious reasons, um, and then Michelangelo's the the fun one, right? But Raph is easy because Raph is the tough guy. He's cool but rude. It says it right there in the theme song, um, and those are things that as kids I think that that we aspire to. We want to be able to get away with behaving the way that Raphael does, right? And he's the hothead, and he's a uh, I, I, he kind of goes off half cocked and he, he's, he's always the first to fight stuff like that, which I, uh, uh, and then he's like the dark brooding one, uh, or he goes up on the roof to do his katas and, and then gets attacked by the foot soldiers. Uh, uh, it's, it's all like, I, I used the analogy in that conversation on Twitter of Batman. And it's the same reason why when people go say that Batman's their favorite superhero, I just kind of roll my eyes because I think like Batman's super easy. It's just like, like 
full disclaimer though i that's always is my response for no Heroes, i so. totally know who i'm talking to on this but but here's the thing like like i know that when you talk about it you are a hardcore batman fan like you you go deep with it and that's different i'm not talking about people who like they they study batman like i love batman i think batman's a great character when done right. But I think that there are a lot of really lazy, a lot of really sloppy interpretations of Batman. Sure. And a lot of them come from uh, people who, who don't want to do that extra work um, or, or don't really have a, a full understanding of that character. Um, and, and in the same way, in the same way, Raz some great storylines obviously that the the original 1990 film uh his his story is central to it and it's fantastic um uh and then again when we pick that back up in tmnt from 2003 no 2007 2007 yeah um 2003 was the 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 other turtles series right Um, yeah i the the four kids series i but yeah the 2007 movie tmnt picks up that thread from the first movie because for those who don't know tmnt is a continuation of one two and three um and it 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 is a it includes it's the continuity includes all three of those films uh and then tmnt and the reason why we know that is that in the 2007 movie, there's a scene in Splinter's room where it kind of pans over a bunch of stuff. And we see the scepter. We see the time scepter in the, in the background, um, which is obviously just a bit of a, an Easter egg for, for hardcore fans. But, um, but there are also some other things in the story where they kind of establish that although the characters are somewhat reinterpreted, um, in the same way that one and two and uh, one to two and then two to three, like April's different in every single one of those movies. So um, it's like it, it maintains the continuity as much as anything maintains the continuity um, I, I, in that, in that series of films. Um, but, uh, but the, the, I think for me, the main thing that, that I uh, connects the 90 1991 with the 2007 one is the relationship between Leo and Raph. Um, Mm. and, and I love the 2007 movie because it, it's one of the only stories that the IDW one's kind of getting there now, but it ages up the turtles a little bit. They're not quite, um, I think that they, that the, the popular perception of them is, is, uh, that's, uh, uh, they're they're kind of in like that 15 16 sort of range um mm. but then in the tmnt movie it's it really feels like like leo is like 20 in that movie like he's actually not a teenager anymore um and i you kind of like the the idw idw comic makes you think of it this way because if you look at it you've got leo is the oldest raph is the second oldest donatello comes after that and then mikey is the youngest and if you look at them that way um which the i think the good the really good versions of the turtles definitely do that um you see where they fall sort of in the in the in the pecking order and why raf has has the axe to grind with leo um and why donatello kind of just 
stays out of it and just kind of protects Michelangelo down at the bottom. And then Mikey is still just a kid. So if you kind of look at it that way and it's like Leo is like 20, Raph is like 18 or 19, Donatello is like 17. And then Michelangelo is probably like 15 years old uh, in that movie. Right. And, and you kind of get that vibe from them. Um, I, and, and it, and it really works that way. I, uh, but that, that relationship between those two characters and obviously the rooftop fight, um, is one of the best moments in, in turtles history, right? Like that, that fight, I don't, I don't have that movie on Blu-ray. Um, and I don't think that it's on any of the streaming platforms that I, that I, that I have. Um, I know it was on Netflix for the longest time. I'm not sure if it still is though, but yeah. Well, and, and of here. course Netflix is different here and there. Yeah, I, I, um, no, the only, the only but... turtle <laughs> stuff that's on Netflix up here is rise and, uh, the next mutation, <laughs> <laughs> which just had to come up at some point. Right. Uh, let me check Amazon prime while we're talking, but, um, it's been so long since I've watched it because I don't have it on Blu-ray. Um, and it's really kind of a tragedy, but I can't bring myself to buy. I have, I have the live action movies on Blu-ray. Um, or maybe I do have the animated one on Blu-ray. Is it part of that set? Cause, Cause I, I'm just going to say that big, uh, I think in 2009 they released a box that was like the pizza box set on Blu-ray. So that's the, that's the one that movies. I don't have that, okay. that like hurts. Right. And so I can't, but I do have, I do have a box set that has at least the three live action movies. Um, Let me see. TMNT movie search results. Is it here? No, it's not. But uh, I, I, it looks like all the seasons of, of the, the uh, 2K12 series are on Amazon prime season two of. Oh, nice. Wow. Season two is the whole season. No, only episode three is available right now. That's confusing. It's part of Stack, which is like in Canada. It's a, oh no, not only, there's a f- bunch of episodes that are available from season two, but, uh, huh, that's weird. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I, the Stack is this thing that you can get up with, with your Amazon Prime uh, thing here. It's like the channels that you guys can add on. Um, mm-hmm. but, gotcha. uh, I, but yeah, I, it's got, uh, I, I, some Nickelodeon stuff and it looks like it's got, got rise as it airs. Um, cause it, cause it looks like I've got like the last five or six episodes. Um, and then, a, and then a few other ones, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, 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 I need to watch that TMNT movie again. Uh, I should double check if the yeah, one that it I looks great on in my show. Like, I actually got two copies of it because I got the first one time it came out in 2007. Then when it was bundled in with that pizza box set, so I've watched it a couple of times. And that fight scene in HD, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you, and this will be the thing that we wrap up on. I, uh, how do you feel about the 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 Michael Bay films? Because I I have opinions. Uh, mm. Yeah, no. The set I that actually, I the set the, sorry the Blu-ray set that I have only has the three live-action movies, so I don't have TMNT on Blu-ray. Uh, sorry, go ahead. That sucks. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, I actually enjoy them because they're not the best 
interpretation of the turtles i'll go ahead and say that but there's some stuff in there i really do legitimately like the turtles the way they capture their personalities and their different uh, traits that they have i thought they did a really good job to capture that brotherly bond that they have and all the things you come to expect when seeing leonardo donatello Raphael, michelangelo mm-hmm. so they captured the essence of the turtle well and yeah they changed certain aspects of the origin which some worked and some didn't but they're just fun movies that i enjoy watching and, and the action in it i think is really good especially that splinter and shredder fight in the first movie i really enjoyed that do you i've always wanted to see that done in live action but done it in the animated series which is great and to see it done in live action was really cool i just wish it was hamato yoshi versus oroko saki where they had that history and that mm-hmm. rivalry that they've had. That was just the one thing missing, that core element to yeah. to those characters that just would have elevated that fight sequence even more. So that's kind of the biggest thing I feel that those movies are missing, just the core essence of the Turtles. And with Splinter and Shredder, that's the core of the conflict that they have with Shredder. And, but yeah, I enjoy it for what they are. Um, certain, there's certain elements about it that you know don't quite work <laughs> as well in certain other adaptions that we've gotten from them. But... Um, the CG on the turtles, I will say everyone complains about how they got to get away from the CG and go back to uh, the costumes, which I would not object to seeing again because those costumes in the first movie are fantastic. But to say that the CG wasn't good on the turtles in those movies, I just think is not the case because you can say whether or not you like the designs of the turtles, but the actual CG work, I feel it looks really good where it feels like you're seeing live action turtles without telling they're just computer generated uh, characters. So I will give it props for that, for making the turtles look believable and real using the CG and motion capture technology that they did for them. Mm-hmm. So um, they're not perfect by any means. It'll never go down as my favorite adaption of the turtles, but I still enjoy watching them. Yeah. I, it, it's funny. Cause as, as time goes on, I have less and less of a problem with them. Um, and here's the thing. The first one I think is a very problematic film. Uh, I think the 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 uh, the initial whitewashing of the character of Shredder was yeah. an issue. Uh, it's an issue Which you that, that obviously they, tell they changed the last minute. Yeah, they fixed it right before they released the movie, but um, I, uh, not good enough in my opinion because it's like you said it's very noticeable it's very very noticeable that it was a last second like reshoot type of thing to go like uh actually it's a japanese guy inside the armor it's not it's not uh, uh i can't remember that actor's name but um you guys all know who i'm talking about i just remember the same for the movie eric Sachs. <laughs> yeah there you go uh yeah i i so like the, 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 there are some lazy screenwriting things in that first movie that really bother me. There is the whitewashing of, of uh, the shredder and splinter that bothers me um, because splinter also is, is not, I, uh, uh, I don't understand why you wouldn't get uh, uh, an, an Asian. Yeah. Uh, William Fishner. Thank you, uh, Mike. Um, I, yeah, I, I like. I don't know why you wouldn't get an Asian or Asian American actor to play uh, Shredder, uh, Splinter in uh, I, in in any incarnation of of the Ninja Turtles at this point. Like, I like. I kind of feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like, don't get me wrong, Tony Shalhoub is great. I love Tony Shalhoub 
in other stuff. Um, I don't, I don't like him as Splinter. I don't like that interpretation of Splinter at all. I don't like that they learned ninjutsu from a book. Yeah, like that's that, the biggest. <laughs> it, it just doesn't work for me. Like it's there. It, it's just like when I talk about Ghostbusters and we get into the 2016 movie conversation, and it's about like there are rules to the Ghostbusters, right? You, you, you don't destroy the ghosts. You're catching the ghosts and containing them. And it's really important for the the kind of core essence of it because it's not like it's it's not about fighting the ghosts, right? It's about it's about having some power over the supernatural. It's about being able, like I said, capture and contain. So as bad as uh, 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 a ghost can be as scary as it can be like science and technology is going to triumph over that. Right. Um, and, and just like, we can treat it like any other, uh, 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 you know, uh, pest that we need to deal with. Um, there, there's a, there's a really cool element to that when you get rid of that in, in the 2016 movie and they're just walking around with laser guns that shoot ghosts sure it looks cool and 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 those sequences are somewhat fun but there's a magic that's missing in that movie that it just it just doesn't work for me and it's it's kind of the same uh with the turtles when like like that you have to have that element of it that grounds it into reality because so much of the rest of it is ridiculous. The Ghostbusters are exterminators. We understand that as a concept, as a grounded real world concept. So when they capture the ghost in a trap and then they put it into the containment unit, we get it. It's like catching a rat in a trap and then releasing it somewhere else, right? Like it's you're getting you're getting rid of the problem, but you're not killing it, right? Um, and that's all like super relatable that that they're exterminators with the turtles um there are very few touch points in the story that are relatable because you're talking about anthropomorphic turtles a giant talking rat um and and one of the touch points that actually grounds that storytelling is the ninja element oddly enough because that's one of those things where it's like well i've seen a kung fu movie I've seen a, a movie about ninjas. I know what ninjas are, right? So then when you throw the the giant talking turtles and the giant talking rat on top of that, it's like, okay, but as long as they follow the ninja tropes, we're clear because it's like that's the weird thing. The ninja part's not the weird thing. Mm-hmm. But the second that you make the ninja part hard to follow, like hard to believe, it, that it's the it's the foundation that the house of cards is built on and it just crumbles it's the it'll it it just it it just can't stand the second movie we get away from it it doesn't matter we don't have to go into like oh they learned ninjutsu from a book so you can just forget that the second movie i think like very smartly brings in bebop and rocksteady and they're the focus um and and like their origin story is is key to that to that uh world building and we don't care about how the turtles learn ninjutsu. It doesn't matter. Um, they also like sort of decluttered their designs a bit. Um, 
And I do think that they leaned into the characterizations even more in the in the 2016 one in, in uh, Out of the yeah. Shadows. And most importantly, they put a heart into the story. Um, the The Halloween parade scene establishes such a great aspect of Michelangelo's character uh, in in those films, where like he just wants to be normal. He just wants to be accepted. So when they find the mutagen, and Donatello starts working on the 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 it's not a retro mutagen because it's not going to turn them back into regular turtles, but the mutagen that's going to actually turn them into humans. Um, it creates this great inner conflict amongst the four brothers, uh, uh, where you've got Leo and Donatello who are like, Donnie's like, this is dangerous. We don't know if this will last forever. We shouldn't mess with this science. Uh, I can figure it out, but I don't know if it's safe. Right. And Leo is like, no, we are what we are and we shouldn't fight that. We need to if we're not the Ninja Turtles, who's going to stop the Shredder? Who's going to stop Bebop and Rocksteady? Who's going to stop Krang? All that stuff. Right. But then you've got Raph who's like, I just want to be I just I just I just don't want to be hated anymore. Right. Like, I don't want people to be afraid of us. And then Michelangelo, who's like, I just want to be accepted. I just I just want to be able to go up there and where all of this cool stuff is and be able to just like be there. And it, and it, it, it goes through the whole movie and then we get to the end and it's, and it's why the movie is titled out of the shadows. Uh, by the end of it, the Ninja Turtles are heroes and everybody now knows that they're heroes and it's not like it. I, I love what they did with that story to the point that the, the stuff that I hated from the first movie just melts away. It totally just melts away five minutes into the movie. When they start that sequence of like jumping down the building or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it's just gone. Like, and I'm just a, I'm just a, a, a five-year-old kid just like excited about a Ninja yep. Turtle story. Just seeing um, what you love about the turtles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that, that I really find that that first movie is it's, it's lazy and it's problematic. Like there's a lot of actual like problematic racist whitewashing going on in that, in that movie, whether they covered it up at the end or not. Um, uh, it's, it's still there. It's totally still there. But the second movie, um, I really feel like, like the studio, got out of the way of it and because i think that the first movie was really suffered from the studio being way too involved um and it's it's really funny because that's paramount right i'm pretty sure those two movies mm. are paramount yeah uh, they are. uh and then sonic the hedgehog also paramount and if you look at at what happened i think they learned their lesson on the turtles movies um and when the 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 outcry happened with sonic last summer um and and i think that jeff fowler gets a lot of credit for this because he was the one who immediately like said we got to fix this they do not like it um but uh it was it was paramount that wanted sonic to look realistic they were the ones who pushed that they were probably also the ones that pushed it on the 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 2014 movie um, with the turtles uh, and you can kind of see in the 2016 one they backed off a little bit um, and it allowed the filmmakers to really tell a great ninja turtle story 
Um, and, and to me like that, the 2016 movie is as good as any like animated turtle story from any of the cartoons. It's, it's, it's right there. Like them fighting Krang and the Technodrome flying around them and he's in the mech suit and it's just, it's, it's perfect Ninja Turtles. It's perfect Ninja Turtles. Um, Bebop and Rocksteady in a tank. Like, <laughs> if that's not right out of one of the the brawler video games, then I don't know what <laughs> it is, true, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so perfect. Um, uh, they they really nail that stuff. And you can tell, like, like the, the ship had sailed on the turtle designs. It was what it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but you could tell that they kind of wanted a bit of a do-over with Bebop and Rocksteady. So, like, those character designs are as true yeah. to the original designs as you can get. Um, and they, they execute them perfectly. And the, the, the voices are great. The performances are great. Yeah, I really love that 2016 movie. And I, I need to watch it again. Um but I need to. I the the great thing about having a kid is that you get to you have an excuse to go back and do these things. We just watched Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog tonight, actually, because it's on digital now. Um, so I bought it yesterday, or I actually bought it Monday night. Um, but uh, I we watched it tonight finally, um, and we saw it in the theater. Car and I saw it in the theater, but Crystal hadn't seen it yet. And Cassie, even though she's only eight months old, um, almost eight months old. I, I, it's never too early to start. It's never too (laughs) early to start. Exactly. Um, but Kara is obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog right now because of that movie. We watched it again tonight and it kind of all came, it all came back. Um, and she was right after the movie finished, she was running up and down the halls in the house going, I'm Sonic, <laughs> I'm Sonic. And she had a, she had her purse on, uh, I, which has like a, like a sort of a thin braided rope. Uh, and then it's a, it's a, it's a, a rainbow actually, but uh, like the purse itself on this gold rope, but she put it on and she went, this is my, this is my ring bag. This is my, 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 my ring, my (laughs) ring holder. And she was running around and pretending that she had rings. And I was like, this is pretty good stuff. This is, this is, this is, this is what it's about. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, I, I, so I, she loves the Ninja Turtles. She, she particularly, she really likes rise of the TMNT. I, I, but uh, I, I've yet to watch these live action ones with her, um, and uh, maybe we'll give it a go. Maybe we'll give it a go. I th- I'm sure that I'm sure that they're on one of these um, uh, streaming platforms that I've got access to. They must be. Uh, I think they were on Netflix at some point, but now they're not anymore. But they were um, on Amazon for the longest time too, right? so they might still be on there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's it, man. I think we've talked, we've talked about Ninja Turtles so much tonight and that makes me really happy. Um, cause obviously Ninja Turtles, we don't get great. to talk about them enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have a podcast specifically about them. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I, well, yeah, this is this, this, the, one of the good things about the whole, uh, uh, quarantine COVID-19 thing is, is that uh, I'm taking this opportunity to connect with all of my friends on these live streams and talk about stuff. (laughs) And, uh, and, and just start.
question about turtles on Twitter the other day just made me think like, that's what we should talk about tonight. Cause we never get to talk about Ninja Turtles. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, thank you, Tim, for joining me tonight. Uh, if you guys like Tim, you should go listen to any of his other podcasts. Star Wars The Saga Continues, uh, which is part of Thunderquack. And uh, and I'll even say go listen to it's, it. What is it? It's the Batman fan cast, fan uh, podcast, Batman fans podcast. Uh, the Bat Fans Podcast. Bat Fans Podcast. <laughs> um, we're going to be recording a new episode this weekend, and I have a funny feeling we're going to be talking some more turtles on there. So. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Just it out. <laughs> um, hey, uh, I, so I've watched the first Batman TMNT uh, animated movie. Are they making another one? Because they've they done. Haven't th- annou- okay, they haven't yeah. announced it yet. They've, they they've done yet, three volumes of the comic. Another right? one's coming because it yeah. was such a big hit, and <laughs> I just would like to think they're going to do the other comic because there's three volumes of the comic. So yeah. if they do adaptions of the other two, I mean, sign me up because I I've, love, love the comics and absolutely love the movie. I actually bought the movie. Um, I, I, because I wanted to watch it and I was like, I'll just buy it on, on Google play. Um, so I did and watched it and it's great and I love it. Um, but then I started reading a comic and is the first volume of the comic basically it, uh, it's the same thing, right? It's the same yeah. story. Okay. There's some minor tweaks in there, but yeah. the overall story premise of it's the same. Yeah. Well, I got to get to, I got to get to that volume three when they all, uh, uh, put on their Robin costumes and whatnot. Uh, that's, uh, that those first few issues of that story was a trip. Not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> it was um, a lot of man, stuff. I'm so excited for them to wrap up. I, I, the, the, uh, although man, comics aren't being distributed right now, but, uh, I'm excited for them to wrap up the Power Rangers TMNT crossover that they're doing right now, the the Boom IDW one. I don't know if it counts in the IDW timeline. Um, the the Ghostbusters Turtles crossovers did, um, uh, but the Batman TMNT crossover isn't. Um, it's not. It's not part of the IDW story. There, it it actually takes place in its own universe, right? Like it's kind of the turtles just live in uh, in new york and but there's also gotham and they go to gotham at, at some point right they, that's they, actually that's actually one of the big differences from the movie and the comic because in the comic they are from another universe oh, okay. and they get transported into the dc universe into gotham so that was one big change oh, okay okay so i need to finish the comic then there's actually some cool story elements that goes into that which i don't know if you're going to read it i won't okay. spoil it but yeah, yeah it does make for some actually some good emotional moments between batman and some of the turtles cool um i did really like in the animated movie though that that they just created a shared universe where batman and the tmnt ex- mm. like coexist where it's like and they're kind of like the i thought the batman was a was a myth and it's like what the heck are you guys <laughs> it's uh, just yeah. like these two urban legends coming up against each other but uh uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, Mike just uh, Mike Templeton just commented uh, that it's not part of the IDW. It's a, it is an Elseworlds the TMNT uh, MMPR crossover. But uh, I don't care what like if it's out of the continuity. Like in fact, like let's just create a continuity that is just TMNT MMPR. Like uh, that. Like let's just keep going with that more, more, more. Because uh, the images from the from the final issue where the turtles use the power coins to morph. Uh, man, that's, that's about as cool as it gets for a nineties. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't read those issues yet. I'm going to 
probably now just wait till the last one comes out and so I could just read it all straight through yeah. in one sitting. But I have seen some of the art that's come out for it, and it does look super cool. So, so I make cool. this to start reading on those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I was wrapping it up. I, it's so hard to stop talking about the Ninja Turtles. I thank you, Tim, for yes, coming on. Uh, thank <laughs> oh, you. For me. Thank you to Jason and Mike for, uh, for, for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Jason, for being one of our Patreon producers. We appreciate you. Um, uh, that's it for the live stream tonight. I will be back on Friday night with Carl LeClaire from the Wampas Lair. Uh, and I, uh, I uh, look, I, I, he, he bailed on me on an episode of, I, uh, I, um, I faster, more intense, uh, to talk about the Mandalorian. I, uh, but, I, uh, I, uh, he's not, he, he, I, we will not let him bail this time. Uh, so, so I want you guys to <laughs> hold no Carl what. accountable, uh, and, uh, and make sure that he comes on on Friday for the live stream. It's going to be late for him though. Cause, cause he is three hours ahead, but, uh, uh, maybe we'll start a little bit earlier. I don't know. I got to talk that over with crystal first, but we'll be back Friday night, uh, sometime between 30 and eight 30, uh, Pacific standard time. Uh, and, uh, uh, streaming of course on YouTube. Uh, but then on, on podcast services the next day. So, uh, thank you. Tim again for joining me. Thank you everybody for listening. And I, I will catch you guys on the next uh, quarantine zone. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>